Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Cameron Sullivan from up in Columbus, Ohio. Cameron is an amateur MMA fighter and I guess at least now a professional uh, jiu-jitsu competitor as he will have a matchup with Nathan Haddad coming up for the B2 Fighting Series. That will be February 4th, 2023 in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. Really appreciate Cameron coming on the show today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Cameron Sullivan. Cameron, how are you today? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing very well. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, you and I had interacted a little bit in the past. I think you had uh, mentioned to me that I think you had heard an episode with Jeremy Pender. Um, and of course, I believe Jeremy is someone you get to train with on occasion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit, of, a tiny bit of background. My, my wife is from Louisville and, and then the Cincinnati area. Um, and so when we started dating, um, you know, we, we would travel to both places, Louisville, Cincinnati, to the gym she'd trained at. So um, I've gotten a, a lot of opportunities to cross train with, you know, a lot of people that I'm sure you're very familiar with. AJ at 10th Planet Louisville, I've trained with him a bunch of times. Jeremy is someone I, I would say I've trained with a lot of times. Um, you know, a lot of really, really talented people in the region that I've been super fortunate to get to cross paths with. Uh, being this is the first time I've got to chat with you, certainly to do an episode with you, Cameron, could you introduce yourself to the Kelly Patrick Show audience? Many people listening probably know more about you than I do, but where are you from? What sports did you, well, how old are you? What sports did you play growing up? What brought you to uh, be, I guess, let's call it what it is, a professional 
uh, athlete with the, the grappling of the upcoming match against Nathan Haddad in Shepherdsville, February 4th. But who is Cameron Sullivan? Yeah, no, happy, happy to go over that. Um, I pretty much just played football growing up. Um, so is my baby, too. He's, he's oh, joining awesome. us. <laughs> How old uh, is he? He is uh, four months, almost five months. Wow. And, of course, the Kelly Patrick Show audience is familiar with Danny also. So I'm guessing this little guy will go up to be, grow up to be quite the grappler. What's his name? Uh, Porter. Porter. Porter Sullivan. Yeah, he's got a decent pedigree for it. So we're, we're hoping he, uh, he gets into it as he, as he grows up. Um, but yeah, I, I played football. Wasn't really into combat sports from a training perspective. Was a huge combat sports fan. Um, let's see, I'm 28, by the way. Okay, um, where, where did you play we'll, football? You're 28 years old. Where did you grow up at? What? I played football in high school. I, I didn't even, you know, well, was I didn't go to college right out of high school. I ended up graduating last year, kind of started late. Um, but yeah, I, I was just a, a kind of decent uh, slot receiver at the high school level, right? I, I ran good routes. I had good hands, very slow, <laughs> very weak. A white guy, you know, a white guy wide receiver, right? Exactly, right? Like your traditional Wes Welker type. Sure. Um, yeah, but no, I, I played football. I was, I was decently athletic, not great. You know, definitely not good enough to play in college, not even for a, a bad college. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, huge combat sports fan, right? Like, grew up watching the UFC, and, um, you know, I know a lot of us did, but I, I would say, like, got really into even the technical aspect of it from, like, the fan level. I, I bought all the rubber guard books. I watched YouTube videos. I practiced with my friends. You know, was really, really into it. Um, but there wasn't really, in Newark, Ohio, um, at the time, um, which is where I lived, a uh, pretty small community, 40 minutes outside of Columbus, um, there's, there's nowhere to train, you know, nowhere worth, worth anything. And, um, the one local gym at the time was so bad. Now I'm glad I didn't even start, <laughs> when I, you know, when I was interested in it, cause I would have had to unlearn so much when I started actually training. Um, so I was just a huge fan, you know, huge fan of the sport. Um, when I, um, around 22, I was like, man, I'm, I'm such a fan of this. I, I want to have an MMA fight. So I ended up having my first MMA fight um, in 2016 with almost no training at all. Um, I, I hit mitts with my dad and wrestled with my buddy who had one year of high school wrestling in his backyard and, uh, you know, did that for like two months and, and went and did an MMA fight. Um, I knocked the dude out in like 37 seconds, which was so lucky because I was terrible. And it was actually being at that event and watching like other people that knew how to fight fight where I was like, Oh my God, if I'd gotten matched up with that dude, I would have gotten killed. <laughs> I got so lucky. I got the other dude. Um, and that actually is what ended up making me sign up for a gym and starting to train. So, um, in 2017, I found out that there was a, a 10th planet in my hometown, um, 10th planet Newark, who, um, is run by John Barrows, amazing instructor, just got his black belt recently. He's a fantastic dude in the 10th planet system. Um, but you know, when I was a fan, I 10th planet, I was specifically a fan of, I thought Eddie was cool. I thought Joe Rogan was cool. I liked rubber guard. I was practicing it from YouTube videos with my friends. So, um, finding out there was one near where I lived, I was like, Oh my God, I have to sign up. So, uh, started training at 10th planet in 2017. Um, 
And yeah, I've just been doing jujitsu really consistently ever since. I got my blue belt um, in 11 months. I got my purple belt in 2020. So I've been a, a purple belt for um, two, a little over two years. Um, and then I guess one other element of my background, um, I did do a few more MMA fights with actual training. <laughs> and uh, um, I lost one decision and then one one back in 2020 via submission. Um, and I also, I train at 10th Planet Newark, but I also train at Immortal Martial Arts with Matt Brown, um, the pretty pretty well-known UFC fighter. So um, Matt's someone who I, I would consider a friend. Um, I get a lot of a lot of training with him directly. Um, so yeah, just very busy training, training at two gyms. One, you know, a little bit more of a jujitsu gym and where I started, but then at Immortal, you know, I also do striking and do Muay Thai. Um, and, and do a lot of grappling there and MMA specific grappling. So yeah, so I've been really, really busy, um, training for the past five years. Um, I haven't competed a ton. I, I, I've had, you know, a few local competitions. Um, you know, I, the, to me, I, I know I'm pretty good at grappling. Um, I've trained with a lot of high level people in the gym and this year, a, a big focus of mine was really just to get out there competitively, you know, to, to really start to, to compete in, um, you know, obviously not really high profile situations, but, you know, higher than I have, you know, to, to try to compete on the professional scene, um, to get matches with really, really good guys. Nathan is an absolute stud. I, it's, um, I, I've been harassing Hard Rock for like a few months to get me a match on B2. And I, I, this is like my third time writing him when I saw the Shepherdsville event was coming up. And I was like, I really want to compete. Get me a match. Um, and I think he got so annoyed with me uh, bugging. He was like, okay, I'll get you a match. Here you go. <laughs> it's just absolute fucking killer. Um, but I'm so excited for the opportunity. I love it. Um, what are your, you're 28 years old. You are According to Tapology, you're two and one in your amateur MMA career, correct? Yep. And it sounds like you're getting some pretty high level, not only grappling, but also, you know, striking and MMA training. Do you have aspirations to continue your amateur and maybe even professional MMA career at some point? I do. I do. I, um, I, I know what fighting is to me. It's, I have no aspirations that I'm going to be a world champ in the UFC. It's never going to be what puts food on the table. Um, it's something I love. You know, I love training. I love being in the gym. I'm really starting to appreciate being a training partner for the young studs that are coming up that might make it in the UFC someday and you know, letting them beat up on me a little bit on their way up. Um, so I love this sport. Um, and yes, I will probably have you know, a few more amateur fights and, and, and maybe even a pro fight or two, um, before it's all said and done. Um, I absolutely will fight again, but it's, it's never something that is my dream. You know, it's, it's not going to be what pays the bills. I have a pretty good job and a career anyway. Um, it's just something I, I love and honestly it terrifies the hell out of me fighting. Um, and that's why I'm so drawn to it. I think it's like, it's so scary that every time I do it, I'm like that that's literally was my biggest fear that I've ever had. And I, I faced that and did it. What, what kind of work do you do? Um, I uh, am like a manager at a loan origination company. So I'm, I'm in kind of the finance world. I have a pretty cool work from home job. Oh, wow. Um, people leadership. So I lead a team of, you know, 12 to 14 people. 
Um, and I've been doing that for, you know, I've been in people leadership for years and years. Um, I previously worked for a pretty big credit card company before I worked for this company. So um, just like the exact opposite of combat, <laughs> you know, it's I have no manual labor job whatsoever. I sit down and I'm in meetings all day. I'm, you know, talking like we're doing now is actually a pretty big part of my job, just chatting with folks. So, um, yep, very boring, but, um, but it's a good life, you know, it, it affords, you know, a lot of opportunities. Um, it's pretty good paying. So, you know, I have no complaints. And you get to work from home. Yep. Which is huge. Work from home is awesome. Especially having a baby. Oh yeah, absolutely. Save a lot of money on daycare. Wow. That, that is a good, good setup. And you said you're in Newark. Uh, I live in Columbus now. Okay. Um, Newark is, uh, you know, it's whatever. It's a, it's a funny little community. Um, but it's, it's where I was born. It's where my family's from. But, uh, yeah, when I grew up and got a little bit of money, I, I left and went to Columbus, which uh, to me is a cool place. Um, you got started with combat sports after high school entirely, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never wrestled in high school. Um, I, I was signed up for wrestling in eighth grade and, uh, I got in trouble with my dad and he, he didn't let me go to wrestling practice. And, uh, and so I, I never ended up doing it. And it's so funny cause, um, my dad and I, you know, we're pretty close now and I, I make fun of him for it at least, uh, at least w- once every six months, like you dumbass, you should let me wrestle. My life would be so much better now if I did, but, um, yeah, got into combat sports after high school. So I didn't start training anything until I was 22. Wow. Okay. And when you got into a little bit of trouble with your father, which prevented you from wrestling in the eighth grade, was that like something to do with he was looking out for your safety or what was that? No, it was just, uh, you know, parents are goofy, right? My, my dad's like idea of uh, like discipline was to take away the things that, you know, give you a good outlet to be disciplined. So mm. uh, I did something dumb, right? Like okay. stayed out too late or whatever. He's like, no, you can't wrestle. And I'm like, well, okay, then I'm just going to do more dumb shit. But, uh, you know, parents are parenting is a funny thing certainly is um when, when it comes to a unconventional path through the amateur ranks and then maybe into a professional mma career i can imagine matt brown would be an interesting guy to have those types of conversations with yeah yeah no matt's matt's awesome um i mean i i, I genuinely consider matt like a pretty close mentor to me um in, in the sport specifically um you know, he's, he's always given me really good advice and, and, and very candid advice. Um, and you know, he's someone who said to me, um, legitimately like, Hey, you know, you're, you're talented, you're a really good grappler, your striking's okay. If you committed to this, you know, you have the talent to, you know, go pretty as far up as you would want to. Um, but you probably wouldn't make that much money. So, (laughs) you know, and and we've even talked about that, like, you know, is, is that, if, if it's not, you know, my dream to be the best fighter in the world um, and it's just something that I enjoy, does it make sense really to, to throw away like a, a career career for, you know, less money? And for a lot of people, it does. Right. And, and I'm not sitting here, you know, shitting on the dreams of all these young guys coming up and, you know, sacrificing what might be a safer career for fighting. I, if that's what drives you, if that's what wakes you up in the morning, go for it. Um, it's just not, you know, what 
what wakes me up, right? So, um, yeah, I, I try to be pretty realistic about it. That's why, you know, I, I, I love the idea of fighting a few more times. Um, there's a few personal things that I want to accomplish in fighting, um, you know, for me, sort of things to check off my checklist. And I'd say once my checklist is done, I'm good to call it a life. Um, but yeah, Matt's, I mean, I, I would say Matt has had a, you know, he said some of the few like best quotes in the world that he probably doesn't even remember that he said to me. And it like, you know, I, I wake up and think about it once a week, you know, Matt's such a great mentor and such a, um, you know, smart dude to have in your corner. Uh, of course, uh, anyone who's followed the UFC for some time is familiar with who Matt is and how he, you know, on the Joe Rogan experience, he talked about how he had died. And I think he got a lot of publicity for what was it? He was calling out Snoop Dogg. You remember that? Yep. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I think it's funny that that, that kind of resonated with a bunch of people. He just got really fucking mad at Snoop Dogg for talking shit <laughs> about Conor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, Matt's a, Matt's a, a passionate guy <laughs> about the things that matter to him. So I think that's uh, what uh, resonates with people. But yeah, that was a funny one. His uh, short-term short hatred for Snoop. <laughs> yeah, and that probably wore off. I bet he's okay now. But that was pretty entertaining to see the just absolute intensity. And then Rogan's expression like, Snoop, you don't want those problems or something like that. Like, you know, Snoop, I don't think you want this. I thought that, yeah. was, that was pretty fun. Hence, in everything he does in life, there's no other way for him to do things, I think. It's the most intense person I've ever met. Um, Cameron, what is your favorite sport? It's um, a good question. I mean, MMA is my favorite sport. You know, from the fans' perspective, I, I love I love watching MMA. I, um, You know, I think, like, and, and I'm sure, you're, you know, I'm not the first person that's ever said this to you. I, I think, like, Muay Thai and kickboxing is more exciting. Mm. Um, and I MMA fans would just watch that because that's what they want to watch. <laughs> they oh, don't want okay. To okay. They don't want to watch someone get wrestle fucked or something. No, they don't want to watch cage wrestling. They don't want to watch the inter. You know, I like that stuff. You know, like I, I like watching the Dagestani dudes work off the cage and hit their foot sweeps and hit the Dagestani handcuff and just smash people. I, I think that's awesome to watch. Um, and I, you know, sometimes learn a thing or two from it here and there. Um, but it's not the most exciting, uh, you know, kickboxing and, and, uh, Muay Thai is the most exciting. So it should be more famous. Um, but I love MMA. MMA is great to watch. Uh, jujitsu is my favorite to do. You know, I would say I'm much more of a grappler than an MMA fighter. You know, I know I have an MMA record and I'm, I'm here talking to you about like wanting to do it a few more times, but, um, grappling is what I'm passionate about as an athlete. And even after your, MMA career, maybe a, a, another amateur fight, maybe a couple more, and then a pro fight or two or three. Um, do you see yourself continuing to train indefinitely, maybe even uh, uh, exploring or, or continuing with the coaching side of things? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely something I see happening. I think, um, you know, I, I want to have my own gym someday, um, whether it be just teaching jujitsu or if I do feel comfortable enough to teach MMA as a whole, um, or if I find a better striking coach than me to hire, whatever. But yes, I owning and running a gym and coaching guys coming up is something that's, um, you know, on the radar for me for sure down the line. Very interested in it. I, um, 
I teach, you know, a little bit now at the two gyms that I train at. I teach a, a jujitsu class at um, Immortal and then an MMA class at 10 Planet. So kind of, um, you know, contributing to both places. I, I absolutely love teaching. Um, so for me, yes, 100%, whenever my MMA career, whatever that looks like is over, um, I'll train for the rest of my life and, and definitely hope to uh, coach as well. Do you have an all-time favorite MMA fighter? From a fan perspective, is there one fighter you have enjoyed watching the most? Maybe you appreciate their style. Maybe their style is even, who knows, even different than yours. But for whatever reason, they are your favorite. You know, um, it's really funny. Uh, Growing up, Carlos Condit was my favorite. Um, Loved Carlos Condit. I love that he had you know, like a really scrambly active jujitsu guard and not really the best wrestler. And, um, the way he strikes, I think still, even in the modern meta is like very unique and, and different than a lot of guys do a lot of like kicks off the same side and, um, just weird combos people don't really throw. So it's always a big Carlos Condit fan. Um, and I think like an all time life experience was like getting to be a, a pretty active part of Matt's camp in his fight against Carlos Condit. And like um, getting beat up by this guy to help train for the dude that was my favorite guy on TV when I was a kid. So um, yeah, that I, I guess Carlos Condit would be my answer. I don't know. It's, it's hard. Like I guarantee Matt's not going to listen to this, but like just in <laughs> case he does. Yeah. Matt's my favorite fighter now. He's my, he's my guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, growing up, I was a huge Carlos Condit fan. Okay. And you live in Columbus, grew up not far from Columbus, played football. Can I assume you are a Ohio State Buckeyes fan? It's a, it's a fair assumption. Um, I don't care much about Buckeyes football. We, we, were, uh, we were Notre Dame fighting Irish fans in my house growing up. Um, I'm a, I'm a Louisville fan now. Okay. That's what I heard yeah. from Danny in the back, huh? <laughs> yep. She did. He's not quiet enough ever, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big fan of Louisville football now. Yeah. Go cards. I know, uh, Sullivan, um, is a name that, you know, you go back to one of the earliest heavyweight boxing champions was John L. Sullivan, of course. And I believe an Irish guy, um, yeah. And he's, you know, I watched something about the history of the heavyweight division recently, and that was certainly a name uh, that is, you know, associated very much so with the history of boxing and I believe Irish, uh, you know, fighters. So that's kind of a part of the, the blood there. It says he was born in Boston, Massachusetts in 1858, died in Massachusetts in 1918. But let me see. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, had... From County Kerry, so yes, Irish, uh, Irish name in Sullivan, correct? Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, my my dad is like huge into you know being Irish. I think most people are like, if you're Irish, you love it. You know, big big uh, big into the heritage. So, uh, yes, Irish family. Um, you know, yeah, combat sports are are in the blood. I guess just a little. What about your dad? Was he a, a fan of boxing or MMA or is he? Yeah, my you know, my dad's just a, a little older. Um, you know, he kind of was what got me into watching the UFC growing up. My dad had, uh, you know, and this is, you know, very locally. My dad had a few amateur boxing matches. He, oh, he wow. wrestled in high school. So 
Um, you know, my, my dad was into some combat sports and I think that was a little bit of what, um, you know, made me a fan growing up, you know, something to connect with him on. We, we would, uh, watch the, the UFC unleashed on spike TV after school where they would just play the old fights, you know, all the time. Um, before that we had the first few UFCs on videotape, like everyone else, you know, to watch them on the VCR. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of fandom, um, for my dad too. Okay. And, and consistent with the Irish heritage. That's interesting being raised from a, a big Irish family myself, of course, Irish Americans really, but, uh, yeah, sounds, sounds very familiar. So, so Cameron, what do you know now about Nathan Haddad? And at the time you accepted the match against him, I assume you at least knew who he was. Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually, um, was like peripherally familiar with Nathan anyway. I, I watch a lot of the B2 fights. I've been to, you know, some of the cards, um, you know, try, try to stay up on the, the scene. I've watched, uh, I watched Nathan's last fight, I believe, his second fight. Um, you know, he, he did really well. Um, hit the takedown, ended up working his way to the back, getting a rear naked choke, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm familiar, actually, a little bit with his uh, ADCC trial run. Um, you know, he had a few good matches and ended up losing to... Brad Schneider, who is really good grappler as well, so no shame in that. Brad um, beat me the most recent time I competed. Um, <laughs> you know, so so Brad's a fucking killer himself. But uh, Nathan, I think, is number two ranked. Um, his weight class brown belt in the IBJJF um, in Nogi. Uh, dude's incredible. Um, you know, he's a really, really competent, really strong grappler. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's going to be a tough match. I don't know. I, I I I think it's really corny when people act the MMA way for jujitsu matches. You know, like I, I there's no animosity, there's no hate. You know, I don't have to try to puff out and beat Conor McGregor. It's grappling. Um, so like I have a ton of respect for that dude. I think he's really good. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be tough, a tough match. Um, I believe in my abilities and I'm going to do my best. Um, but I'm I'm just really excited for the opportunity to start testing what I know I'm good at versus uh, people with the caliber of Nathan. You know, he's insanely good. So I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, you mentioned animosity prior to a match. Of course, that'll be difficult. You and Nathan, I'm sure, have seemingly like mutual respect for each other. But in either or any of your three amateur MMA fights, has there been any shit talk going on? Anything like that? Any Anything exciting I can hear about? Oh, you know, that is actually kind of a funny story. Um, my first match, no, not at all. And then my second my second fight was against the a, a, a same thing. You know, I, I kind of keep the same energy for um, fighting, too. Like, I'll try to shake my dude's hand before a match and just be like, oh, I'm so excited to fight you. This is fun. Um, it's just how I am. Some people think it's corny, whatever. I, I don't care. My third fight, um, the dude did try to, to, to be a little bit of a hard ass. Uh, he wrote the dude that made the match before we, we fought each other and was like, you better tell Cam Sullivan I'm coming for his fucking neck. Uh, I did like, you know, tried to tough guy talk and I just thought it was so corny. Um, but like legitimately how that fight went was I hurt dude really bad with a liver kick and I probably could have TKO'd him. 
Um, but I did intentionally finish the guillotine because he said he was coming for my neck. So I was like, I have to choke this guy. Like I gotta, I gotta finish it with a choke. That'd just be so funny. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really get into it, but I have faced someone try to try to be a tough guy. And it's like, dude, I mean, this is an amateur MMA fight in Ohio. No one cares. You do, I, Whatever. I don't know. I, I know that that's sort of some people's style, but I think it's corny. Like I, I love to be respectful and, um, you know, this is, this is all fun to me, especially when it's jujitsu though. Like I, man, it's, we're grappling. There's, there's no fighting. It's, it's not combat. It's, it's an element of combat, but it's, it's not that same level of intensity. So like, let's just be nice. Yeah. You can almost see for like a big, even MMA or boxing match. If it's really high level pro fight, you're like, hey, let's talk a little bit of shit to each other. Try to sell some tickets, make a, uh, some extra money. So I can see where that would would maybe work at a certain level. But for an amateur MMA fight, it doesn't make a whole lot, to, lot of sense to get into shit talking. For sure. And I will say, like, when we're talking about your livelihood and what puts food on your table, it's a different story, right? If you need to adopt a persona, if you need to ham it up, if you need to be a WWE character and... You know, you look at the Colby Covington thing, which like, does it absolve some of the nasty things he's done? Not completely, but like, that's the narrative everyone has is, you know, it's a character in real life. Colby's pretty nice. And he's doing this because he was about to get cut from the UFC and it's worked and it's what's made him famous. And it's like, I I can see that. Um, You know, I don't think I, if I was ever in that position, I would be very good at it. (laughs) You know, I don't think I'm a talented actor, but uh but I, I absolutely think that's a different story entirely. You know, if you're trying to make money, if selling the storyline is what, you know, makes more pay-per-views and increases your paycheck, absolutely go for it. You know, I, I respect that people do it. Um, it wouldn't be my cup of tea, but I think it's fine. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. That's such a different thing. Like it's an amateur MMA fight, right? We're not getting paid. You know, we're beating each other up for no reason at all. <laughs> it's like, it's, we're just, we're just idiots. We think this is fun. So um, yeah, don't, don't got to act like a tough guy in that context. Now I'm looking at your tapology and it says your most recent fight was a couple things. It was against Josh Turner, January 4th of 2020. And that was at 155 pounds and Josh Turner stands at six foot two. Is that accurate? Pretty big guy. Uh, he was probably six one. Yeah. Okay. He was really tall. Okay. Um, I was surprised. It was surprising. <laughs> okay. Um, and if I'm trying to read between the lines from your tapology, you know, of course, January 4th of 2020 was really right before Corona started shutting everything down. If it wasn't for everything that went along with COVID, do you think you would have continued to fight all through the past few years? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I had, you know, I, there's a lot of different factors. Um, I, I gained a lot of weight during COVID um, and then lost it and then gained it and then lost it. I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to that stuff. Um, so that's a part of it. But yeah, I, I was going to have like I, I didn't you know sign a contract so it doesn't show it as canceled or anything. But like I was in talks for a fight for April in February. Um, and then, of course, that got shut down. I think uh, the Ohio Combat League, the promotion I was fighting in, they did a show on March 6th and then just didn't have one again to like November. Um, by that time I had, I actually had a fight I almost took. So really unfortunate, but, um, I was sparring with a training partner, accidentally broke his ribs with a spinning back kick, um, and training. So 
his fight fell out. And then my manager was like, do you want to fight this guy instead? Um, and I thought about it, but I didn't, this, this was October, 2020 that I'm talking about. I didn't end up taking that fight because the dude was like, Oh, and two. And he had fought on street beefs and like, I don't want to fight more. Like at, at this point with like what I want out of fighting, you know, you could give me 55 0 and two dudes in a row and it would do not anything for me. Right. Like I don't, I, I, I know I can beat up O and two guy from street beefs. I, I, I want to fight someone, you know, a little, a little more challenging, someone a little more scary. So, um, I didn't take that fight. And then, um, yeah. And then life just got in the way. I ended up meeting Danny like pretty shortly after. And we were more focused on like starting a family, getting married, et cetera. Um, so fighting's not anything I meant to take like a three year break from, um, you know, life just happened, but, um, you know, again, kind of like my mantra, 2023 is a big year for me. Um, I haven't competed much in jujitsu or MMA in the past few years. I'm getting back in shape. I'm, you know, really like I have my match with Nathan. I'm taking it very seriously, but, um, I'm competing in Louisville this weekend and I have like another tournament that I'm doing the week after my match with Nathan. So like, I'm just trying to compete a fuck ton. I'm trying to make up for lost time. So, um, no, I think I'll have an MMA fight this year. Oh, um, wow. I'm not going to guarantee it. I'm not going to say like 100%. I, I don't have a time frame planned out, but I, I, you know, don't be surprised if I make my MMA comeback in 2023. Any idea uh, about what you and Nathan will be weighing for this matchup? Or is that even, yeah, does that uh, even matter? Uh, Has there been any discussion of that? Yeah. Yeah. Our matchup is at 185. Um, that's what hard rock said. I, I don't know if they do weigh-ins for it. I think it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement, or that's what I've seen in the past, but I will be weighing 185 for it. Um, that's that, you know, regardless, I'm going to make sure. I, I've never missed weight in anything. I'll make, I'll be on the dot for a gentleman's agreement, you know, I, whatever it is, I, I 100%. So it's at 185 um, is what was discussed. Okay. Well, Cameron Sullivan, I really appreciate you joining me. For a little bit of a kind of a preview episode for your upcoming matchup against Nathan Haddad in February of 2023, Shepherdsville, Kentucky for the B2 Fighting Series. But also it sounds like you'll have uh, more action, I mean, the weekend after that and everything. So this should be a big 2023 for you. Cameron, before we wrap up the episode, are there any, I don't know, shout outs or anything you'd like to mention before we, we tie things up? Uh yeah, sure. You know, there, there's always a lot of people to um, prospectively say good things about. Shout out to my wife. You know, she rocks. Um, the awesome, like, jiu-jitsu is such a beautiful thing. It's how we met. It's how we ended up getting married. So, like, yeah, I, I forever will be thankful for, you know, the sport and combat sports in general for that. Um, all my coaches at both the gyms I train at, right? John John Barrows at 10th Planet Newark is an unknown mastermind, but he's so good. Um, Matt Brown, obviously, my jiu-jitsu coach at Immortal. Cam Knight, um, also insanely talented dude. Um, yeah, just every, every one of my training partners, um, people, all the people I've met, you know, traveling, different, you know, I've trained at Chewy's Gym in Louisville, trained at 10th Planet at Louisville. All those people are great, so... Um, yeah, just super thankful for like the community at large and, uh, you know, that's how this opportunity is, you know, came up, you know, and I, I 
kind of got entrenched into like Louisville and Kentucky and B2 and meeting all these people and networking. And um, now I have a match with, you know, I mean, honestly, like the, probably the best person I've had a match with, or at least like the most high profile jujitsu match I've had. So, um, you know, that opportunity wouldn't be available without everyone. So um, very excited for it. I like how you said you don't want to face off against like O and two or street beefs type guy type guys for MMA or really for anything. But not only are you saying that, but consistent with that type of approach, you have an upcoming matchup with Nathan Haddad. So I mean, that's consistent with that type of a, a thought process. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and I, and I'm not saying you know I, I I won't say any names, but there's people I've seen on you know having a pro grappling match on B2 where it's like, oh, I, I, I would win that if oh, you yeah. and I had a match. And, and I'm confident in that. And I, I'm really good and I would beat you. Um, Nathan's not one of those guys, you know? <laughs> I, I, and, and not to say that I can't beat him or that I don't have the tools to, um, but I'm not walking into that like, oh, I'm for sure beating this guy. You know, I, I think Nathan's incredible. and and um, But that's the kind of guy, that's the caliber of opponent I want to have. It's the level I want to test myself on. You know, I don't, I don't want easy matches. Um, Nathan at odds at absolute stud. That's who I want to compete against. So, um, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like, do I want an easy win and I could highlight real someone and, and look good? Um, honestly, no, that, that doesn't feel good. You know, I have had that before. I've had fast wins, you know, I've beaten people that are ranked higher than me, whatever. Um, if they're not tough, if they're not, you know, it's like, ah, that doesn't, doesn't feel good. I want to go against the best guys. So Nathan represents that, you know, it's just a jujitsu match, but like that dude's an absolute stud in jujitsu. So I cannot wait for it. I love it. Well, Cameron Sullivan, thank you very much for joining me for the episode today. Um, I look forward to your matchup once again, February 4th uh, for the B2 fighting series against Nathan Haddad and speaking with you again in the future, Cameron, thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, it was awesome speaking with you today too. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Kelly Patrick Show. Of course, we will have another episode out soon.